Hello, and again, welcome to BitDeath. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Maddie Llewellyn. Mastin Llewellyn. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what, what do people call you? Maddie? Yeah. Keith Lee? Um, Madison? Whatever? I pretty much, <laughs> if you make an eye contact, I'll respond. But um, <laughs> Maddie, for the most part, um, venues call me Keith Lee. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, your artist name is Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, Got to so, keep it Googleable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Um. So, I am a singer songwriter, or I consider myself a singer first. You mm-hmm. know. Um. I just started songwriting pretty recently. Um. That's what I do. <laughs> no, yeah, singer-songwriter, um, and I perform a lot live. I do covers to whatever pays the bills, you know, mm-hmm. musician, <laughs> grand yeah. title, yeah. Um, so as I usually start, uh, how did you get started doing music? Um, I feel like I don't really have a traditional um, getting into music story. Um, I remember whenever I was pretty little, I kind of didn't like listening to music, and I realized later on that it was because I couldn't focus on anything else. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, it had to be the music or um, nothing. And so it all started whenever I (laughs) tried out for the um, color guard team. Nice. I'm not coordinated then, (laughs) not coordinated now. Um, failed miserably, but um, I also went to high school with my cousin and my sister, and they were both into stuff like, well, actually, my cousin got into Color Guard, Mm. so that was her thing, and then my sister did yearbook and photography and newspaper and stuff like that, so my grandma was like, you're not going to go through high school and not do anything, so she (laughs) (laughs) got me into singing lessons which were kind of terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> but, of course, I've grown and grown and grown. Um, and, yeah, that's how it that's how it came about. Yeah. Um, did you – how did you learn guitar? I, I didn't. I really don't know <laughs> how to play guitar that well. Um, I took some classes here and there. I've taken some with Brayden Russell. Um, he, I think he's the front man for Sensible Shoes mm. now. Um, I've, I used to take some with Edmund Music. I have taken <laughs> one lesson with Eddie Hargis. And, or is it Eddie? Danny. Danny. Sorry. Um, if you're listening, <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I just never really stuck with it. So if you're a guitar player out there, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you still play. Yeah, I live. do. Cause, um, if you nobody wants to hire you if you play with karaoke tracks. So I've learned like four, three or four strumming patterns and like the key of C and bought a capo. Yep. And then started booking gigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what made you decide to like stay with music? Why not get a real job? As yeah. They say? Um, so actually, I do kind of have a real job. I went to high school. Or I did a Votech program through high school and have my cosmetology license. So 
Um, I have a pretty broad fallback that I never, ever want to fall back on now. <laughs> but um, I started out wanting to teach music, and then I decided that I was, like, kind of hated teaching people. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not very patient. Like, I like things fast. I, mm. I want to keep moving, and even though I'm a slow learner. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I feel like... What made me stick with it was just that I was I was good at it, <laughs> and I I've I'm so like this is gonna make me sound like I'm really hard on myself or whatever, but I'm not good at a lot. <laughs> like I'm very clumsy. I'm very like like if I try something and I don't like immediately, mm. I'm just like never gonna go back to it. <laughs> but I was good at it, you know. Sure. And so everyone or I don't know. And everyone encouraged me. I've never had to like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that would have, if my parents weren't, I'm I'm very like reliant on my parents' opinion. And so I mm-hmm. feel like if they weren't about it, I probably <laughs> wouldn't have been about it. But now it's like, I'm an adult. And so if they like came up to me and they were just like, listen, music's not happening for you. I'd be like, mm, I'm still going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I was good at it, which I feel like makes me feel or mm-hmm. conceited, but I, wa- no, yeah. I was. I am. You are good at it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And, I mean, you wouldn't keep, like, doing gigs and people still... Hiring me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you're good enough at it to where they still get you, so... <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, how we know each other is through ACM. Yeah. Um, how did you... Because you, you graduated already, right? I did. I graduated okay. in May. Okay. <laughs> so, how did you... Like, how do you feel about your experience through ACM? I would not be where I, well, literally would not be where I am without it. Um, <laughs> we are literally in ACM right now, so yes. In case you were wondering. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's given me just so many opportunities, and I've met so many awesome mm. people, and I I probably would have been swallowed up in a label by now, but now I'm terrified of labels. That's what ACM will do to you people. If you go, they'll make you scared of labels. Um, but it's just, it's amazing program to be in, especially if you're kind of where I'm at, where music wasn't super, like, a thing, for, I guess, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, um, For so much of my life, you know, starting at 14, um... And now I've just turned 21, so that's not, you know, some people started when I, I know my friend Rosalind was on here, and I listened mm-hmm. to hers, and she was like, I was singing whenever, or I was performing whenever I was three years old, and I, like, <laughs> I wasn't. I wrote a song about mashed potatoes whenever I was three, if that counts. <laughs> um, coming to you on the next album, am I right? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, ACM is the bee's knees. I would recommend <laughs> it to any artist. I do recommend it to all all artists that I meet yeah, and stuff yeah. who aren't in it, even if they're, like, mm-hmm. 100. Be like, have you checked out ACM? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you get the most out of ACM? Because I feel like some people that I've known have sort of gone and went and have just been like, I don't know, it's like, what do I do now? N- yeah, I feel that. Um, so... With ACM, you're not going to get anywhere if you're, like, the quiet, quiet, shy person because that's totally who I was, like, 
right before ACM, and I got here, and I remember Scott Booker um, during the, like, introduction to ACM or whatever was basically sitting there and saying that, like, we're here to teach you the, the like, skeleton of it all, mm-hmm. but you have to put the meat and the bones on it to make it worthwhile. Um, and he... I remember him telling a story about a student that was just, like, sitting in the hallway, and he was just like, hey, are you okay? And he's like, well, I'm about to graduate in May, and I, <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't made any connections or, you know, haven't haven't done anything. And I think, I think the real power of ACM is talking with people, mm-hmm. elevator chit-chat, you know, <laughs> like, talk, like, really talking to your professors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sephra is... One of my biggest role models, mm-hmm. um, and she's an instructor here at ACM, and just like Dr. Pants, he's or David Royals. <laughs> same really, thing. Yeah, same difference. <laughs> um, a really big role models for me, not just as musicians, but as people in general. Um, so I feel like to get the most out of ACM, you have to, you have to talk to people, mm-hmm. communicate. Um, I think that's what ACM provides for the most part, is just a community to fall back on yeah. whenever you're, you know, feeling... Because with every musician, there's a, like, a darkness, I feel like. <laughs> and I feel like the only people who know that struggle are other musicians or creators. Yeah. And that kind of... I can't tell you how many times I... Whenever I was taking um, vocal lessons with Chad um, Petrie, I would go in and I'd be like, well, I, I wrote a song, but it sucks. You know, do you want to <laughs> hear it? And he'd be like, okay, so it, like, it doesn't suck. You can make it better. And mm-hmm. and then I'm like, you know what? You're right. It doesn't suck. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's what ACM has yeah. at least given me, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the key to success here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now that you are a musician you're a real adult (laughs) with a real job doing music uh how do you do that um emailing (laughs) (laughs) typing away um just I mean not taking no for an answer which is kind of I take some no's for an answer because some fights just aren't worth it with Mm -hmm. certain venues um but no gig's a bad gig unless it's for exposure, I think. Um, and writing and producing something physical, mm-hmm. you know, is such a major part with, in, in my opinion, becoming an actual musician. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you or an artist, I'd like to say, more than a musician. Mm-hmm. Because you can, you know, play covers all night long and yeah, yeah. pay your bills and you live off that. But... Um, being an artist, it takes writing, dedication, mm-hmm. no, never sleeping, <laughs> no. <laughs> always being aware that somebody else is working harder than you, mm. you know, um, knowing that if you don't respond, like if somebody doesn't respond to your email right off the bat, maybe emailing them again is not going to hurt anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you email them like maybe five times, maybe you are hurting, <laughs> hurting, <laughs> hurting your chances, but... Depends how... 
how soon you yeah, cluster like, them. It's been four hours, and I haven't heard back from you. <laughs> it's been 10 minutes, and I swear <laughs> they are not getting their email. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've been there, especially, like, uh, if it's a big one that's just on, like— if it's like a cover gig or whatever where they want you to sit in the back of the bar for two hours mm. and play that one, I'm just like, oh. But if it's like, like Guthrie does this really cool thing called Red Brick Nights, and I was just like, hello, hello, hello. I want to play. <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. Yeah. I'm kind of the same this year, but I've only em- sent one email this year. Last year it was like four, but I got in, so. Yeah. So it works. <laughs> I think that's what it takes to be, mm-hmm. to make, you know, it's not about money. If you're in it for money, you're in the wrong job. Yeah. But to make anything, you just have to you have to want it. Mm-hmm. You have to want it more than the next guy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and I struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want it. I could just get a real job. <laughs> um, I mean, you you do still have a real job. Though. Yeah. But well, I, like you said, you don't want to fall back. Cutting hair sucks. If you've ever cut somebody's <laughs> hair, I'm so sorry. It doesn't suck. Uh, I feel bad because it's still creative. But like. People are gross, and it's just like— <laughs> Well, it's not your passion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like I could be waiting tables and feel the same way about it, but mm-hmm. whenever I feel the most alive is whenever I'm writing a song or, you know, mm-hmm. playing music for other people, making connections with other people through yeah. music and stuff. Um, so speaking of writing a song, uh, what is your music about? Um— I consider—I oh, sound so cheesy. I consider myself more of a storyteller instead of a songwriter because I'm not good at writing a song. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I sit down and I'm just like, I'm going to write a love song today. Mm-hmm. It's trash. But whenever I, like—I've just recently written this song called Avon Lady, and personally, I think um, it's one of the better songs that I've written. Um, it's about, like— I've I've never killed anyone, surprise, surprise, because I'm here and not in jail, but it's about a wife catching her husband cheating on him mm. and, like, killing him or whatever. And I just thought it's so much more fun writing stories than mm-hmm. because I, I've i come from, you know, I'm, I'm privileged. I'm, I'm a white <laughs> female, straight female, so I've been super privileged all my life. I haven't had any hardships mm. to write about. Um so it's fun hearing other people's stories and kind of mm-hmm. just running with it. Yeah. Um, I started writing a song about um, my mom's dad, who was like, he's a, I, I felt like he was a good grandpa <laughs> for the most part, you know, like as good as a grumpy old man can be. <laughs> right. Um, but she had a really hard time right, uh, growing up with him. And I, I think that's a good story, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun. Or it's fun to write about real things and not have to worry so much about your dialogue mm-hmm. towards it. Yeah, Like, yeah. you can kind of—and I feel like that leaves a little more room um, for creativity to yeah, really yeah. prosper. Because if you're—like, um, if I were to write about my first love story, it would be so boring, <laughs> you know? But if I can write about somebody who, you know, like— fell in love in kindergarten and mm. kept it going until they were, like, 100. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. <laughs> um, so, I mean, your EP came out 
I, I can't say recently because it's not that recent. Mm, it was like, like six months ago. Yeah. yeah. Recently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I still see things that like the date says like 2016. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty recent, right? <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's two yeah. years ago. Uh, <laughs> but um, what's on that EP? with? Because uh, like you said, you like to tell stories. What's the right. story of Mama and Pops? Right. So that's kind of – that one is pretty much – like that whole EP is pretty much stories that I've lived like lived through, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say coffee is about my one true love because <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with coffee. I have one outside waiting for me. And I can't stop <laughs> thinking about it. No, I'm kidding. Um, but so coffee was actually the first song that I mm-hmm. ever written and was like, yo, this is cool. Yeah. You know, like, this doesn't suck. Um, and then I'm trying to think. I can't even remember what's on the EP. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and Swim is, like, a more exaggerated version of how it's like telling your parents that you're going to be a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, like, went through a story, I'd like to say, um, the the songs did me and my producer kind of or Rosalind kind of sat down and we decided that we wanted it auto, audibly to sound like a story so yeah, like yeah. the first one it starts off in a coffee shop because it's called coffee <laughs> <laughs> and you know the like next song takes you somewhere else and it takes you somewhere else mm-hmm. and then Mom and Pops um, is the and last song on the EP and um, it it's home. So that I guess it's probably all just about home and what's home for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always lived next to a train, which is silly. Um, but we put train sounds at the very, very mm-hmm. end of the song, um, which I still think is super clever. Um, my dad was the one who was just like, hey, you should you should try that. And I was like, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Um, yeah, so... And Mama and Pops is kind of every single time I'm at a gig and I'm like, hey, Ma, like the song Mama and Pops, um, this one's about my parents. And then it's like kind of a love song. Like it does, it, like if you, mm-hmm. if I didn't say that, you probably wouldn't know. You'd probably think it was about like one person instead of two mm-hmm. people, um, which I like. I really like writing songs that are open for interpretation mm-hmm. because what I needed whenever I was writing that specific song is probably not what you need, you know, Mm -hmm. during the time of your listening experience. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's just Mom and Pops. I keep getting, like, really off topic, but (laughs) Mom and Pops is just about going home and and growing up and how that kind of sucks. Um, (laughs) Darker Days is... Actually, I feel like this is the inside scoop right now because I really don't tell people about this. But I wrote <laughs> you. I think yeah. Yeah, I was in in the class. Yeah, the <laughs> first, I wrote it that morning, um, <laughs> and that morning was I don't know if you remember this, but that morning was the morning like the first songwriting um, class that we had after the election. Um, so darker days is about. Just how the 2016 
Hillary versus Trump election was mm-hmm. my first election ever to vote in. Um, and I really kind of had rose-colored glasses on mm-hmm. before then. And then I was just like, if I'm going to vote, I'm going to make it count. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to vote for it. Like, what I believe in and stuff. So I registered to vote, and I voted for—sorry, Grandma, I voted for Bernie Sanders. Um, (laughs) And he didn't win, but he should have. Um, And then I voted again, and, like, every—you just realize how much the world is just, like, trash. Hmm. And for better use of words, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But—and it was scary— and it's still kind of hard to cope with, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do remember that song. I do remember, uh, like, whenever you played it and we were like, oh, yeah, you could try this. And, like, yeah. and it, it's interesting hearing how it was then and how it is fully realized right. um, and being able to hear how that song sort of flourished yeah. in a way. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, and I, I agree because it was, I think it was like three whole steps too low for my range. <laughs> and I was just like, this is the, I remember you said that you, I was like, this key, this key is bad for me, but and you're like, just sing it anyways. <laughs> so I sang it and. Yeah, everyone gave super good feedback and made me, you know, again, the whole community thing that made me feel like it wasn't actually garbage. Um, Probably the whole reason why it's on the EP. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I felt like that was a really cool, Mm. that was a really cool class period. I wish, I'm not like, I I like co-writing sometimes, (laughs) but not all the time. But I understand why David does it that way because it'd kind of be hard to listen to 20 songs. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And I think most real life, like, if you're writing for labels and mm-hmm. other artists, you know, if you're not yeah. just writing for yourself. Um, or if you're in a band, you have to right, co-write it, anyways. Right, probably be in a co-write situation. <laughs> um, I mean, we we wrote a couple yeah, songs Yeah, you were together. my first. <laughs> you were my first co-write ever. I don't know if you know that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was it was about the election too. That was, oh, yeah. a, that was a rough year for oh, yeah. <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and it, you you killed it with the lyrics. I re- I remember. Um, it's somewhere. Yeah, together but. we stand, divided we fall. I remember that was or something like that. It's probably yeah. not how it was put, but it was cool. We made an A, <laughs> so it must have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what is your goal as a musician? What's the pie in the sky or even right. just the practical, like, where do you right. want to be? Yeah, so I think I'd really, as far as, like, I, f- I feel like with musicians it's so hard to have, like, a long-term goal because, I mean, you know, like, I I really don't want Fame, it's never been about fame for me, mm-hmm. but you have to have a following, yeah. you know, to be an artist um, and make money. So I think as far as music goals right now, I'd love to start a, kind of like a folk indie band and go touring. Um, I'd like to write all of the music, though, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just 
uh, like we talked about co-writing. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But so, yeah, long term, I'd love that. That's my main goal right now is just to get touring. Even mm-hmm. if I have to open for somebody who's bigger than me, I'd, I'd mm. still love it. I want to be on the road. I want to see the world. Yeah. Um, through behind a microphone, you know, <laughs> I want to I see it all. I want to do it all. Um, I think music is a really good opportunity to to do all that. So I'd I'd love to be a touring musician. Yeah. Eventually. And then even farther down the road, what's the like? <laughs> yeah. Um. Just. I probably can never teach, so if it if it doesn't work out where <laughs> I'd like to make enough money to pay for my parents' house, old people um, house or whatever, and <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've never seen myself as really living like a domestic life or, you know, so I think... Mm-hmm. I think I'll be doing music till the till the day I die. I I don't know. I'd like like as a woman you're kind of always set up to be a, like a mother and join a like have a family and not mm-hmm. be working. I I know it's like 2018, but it's sure. still like the underlying The pressure's there. Yeah, it's there. Um so I really hope I don't kind of cave into that. Um but I wouldn't I know it, whatever happens, happens. I'm pretty good going with the flow <laughs> or whatever. And even if I eventually do have like a husband and a kid, um, I still I I don't see myself being ever in a situation where I can't pursue music and mm. be in it. I'd like to, you know, I, I'd like to be a sixty year old woman retired with like twenty albums out and going on like a another tour, you know. Um, <laughs> if that was like a good answer for your no, yeah, long, yeah. long, long term, um, <laughs> I mean, doing it, Rolling Stones, or I don't know if they're gonna do like a whole other Quebec thing or right. whatever. But they like should. they've just <laughs> they've just kept at it. I mean, right. Ringo Starr was here not too long ago. Really? Uh, like at ACM? No, not at ACM. I was about but, like, to say, are you Oklahoma. kidding? He, I missed he it. He played at. Windstar, I think. Okay. Uh, but like, Ring of Star is still right. out playing music. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, no, as he should be. I think that's really <laughs> cool. That's really cool. Um, what does uh, he do? Wh- I mean, I think he has like a band. And yeah, and they just do songs. like Beatles, I wonder. I think he does some Beatles. I don't know. Yeah. I've never. I've never seen yeah. Star. I, I don't think you could get me into a casino if they're yeah. not paying me, but Right. <laughs> You're like, I'm just I'm just here with the facts, Maddie. I don't know everything else. <laughs> but yeah, probably. He probably plays some Beatles stuff, some of his own stuff. Yeah. But who who's your favorite beat Beatle real quick? <laughs> um John Lennon. Hands down. He he's the one who wrote who wrote the meaningful lyrics. I think he's the I think he's the one who you know, I think Paul McCartney could have made it on the charts, but I think mm. the reason why they stick to your teeth and, like, you know, they really just have a hold on everyone still is solely because of John Lennon's writing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, Switching gears. Oh, wait, wait, no, not yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, what advice do you have for other musicians? Oh, my goodness. 
do you want to give me advice? I don't know. <laughs> um, I just say if you want to do it, do it um, and do it well. Uh, not even like as far as like talent, but like mm-hmm. be there at your gigs, you know, show up, um, talk to people, mm-hmm. just like go all in if you're going to do it. Don't call yourself a musician and like, like <laughs> you know do karaoke once a night with your friends <laughs> um just do it yeah yeah i guess that's kind of terrible advice everyone's like well duh but like i mean i mean go just i mean get out there yeah, yeah. and put yourself you're not gonna you know making demos in your your room putting them on soundcloud unless you're like super talented you have to like post that shit and get it out there yeah. and yeah so like <laughs> Just do the dang damn dang thing. Sorry. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Here. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, now switching gears. Um, always, I can never transition well. So, <laughs> what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Yeah, it it plays a really big part in my life. I feel like um, definitely. I don't consider myself a Bible thumper or anything like <laughs> that, but. I mean, I I believe God exists. He, mm-hmm. I, you know, pray to him. I have conversations with mm-hmm. him, which makes me, if you're not religious, probably sound like a crazy person. Right. But, um, you know, um, I've struggled with anxiety for most of my life. And I think without religion or spirituality, I would probably be just a bundle of nerves that's <laughs> sitting in a corner and crying or something. Um, so... That's kind of the role that religion plays with me, I believe, um, that there, you know, there is a God, and I think he helps us through things, and if you, if you want him to, I think, <laughs> I think there's also, you know, um, people who, who aren't so religious, I think he just kind of steps back and is like, you know, mm. like, like as far as free will comes in into play or whatever, I think he's just like he gives you gives you whatever you choose. Um, mm. So I think if like I were to pray and ask for guidance, I think he would give that to me. Mm. Um, but I think if you weren't looking for that, he wouldn't. You mm. know, not to like neglect you or whatever, but <laughs> he just wants you to be like a happy soul. <laughs> I I think I don't mm. know. I'd like to think that God was All a pretty chill dude. All of this is your, your yeah. opinion, so you yeah. don't have to hold back on anything. Okay, good. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think he's probably a a chill a chill guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, how have you grown in that spirituality? A lot of times, people. Especially, like, being a teenager, it's like, no, mm-hmm. I will rebel and not be what my parents tell right. me to be. But then at some point, you just kind of acknowledge it yourself. How have yeah. you gotten there yourself? Um, So I feel like growing up, I've never really, like, we were raised Christian. Me and my sister were raised Christian. Mm. Um, but it wasn't ever, like, we we never— went to church. I mean, we would, like, every now and then. I think we were mm-hmm. part of North Church for the first, like, maybe 10 years of my life. But I never—it was never, like, a, a big thing. Right. You know, but anytime we would come across, like, a really big obstacle, my mom would just be like, pray about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I feel like I've kind of grown into that by um, 
I think, okay, so where I think my personal views kind of reflect on, like, how I've grown into my religion and spirituality mm-hmm. is how so many Christians now, or not now, but forever, I guess, have <laughs> been, like, really freaking weird about sexuality mm-hmm. and, like, um, I'm trying to think, like, abortions and mm-hmm. just, like, I don't know. The uh, I don't want to at anybody, so never mind. <laughs> I was going to tell them a story, but, like... You can be vague about who this person is. Yeah, but... just, like, I remember hearing a story about somebody saying that marijuana would just lead to sin and more sin, and um, I don't know. So I feel like how I've grown into my spirituality is pretty much, like, I believe that if you're genuinely a good person and you go into everything with um, feeling good about it in your soul and, like, you know, that it's not bad. Like, people who find themselves in maybe not a straightforward um, sexuality, I I hate that they're denied Christ, you know, mm. that they're they're faced with this, like, if you're yeah. if you're not a certain way, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, such an anti-Christian mindset yeah. to have. Um, and I'm not saying—my my parents are pretty much like, hey, if you're not hurting anyone, mm-hmm. do whatever. Um, but I I have been confronted with just some, some views that I'm like, well, I understand that it's in the Bible. I know mm. that it, like, I don't know, might be <laughs> true, might not be, but I think— um, I think the Bible was written by—it wasn't—it didn't just float down from heaven, you know, like it was written by human beings. Mm. And, I mean, everything that is created has some of your own dialogue in it. And Mm. I feel like maybe it's so easy to disagree with something and Mm. then write down, like, hey, this is a sin too, in case you were wondering, and then be like, frick, what do I do now? You know, Mm. like, I'm a woman who braids my hair, so I'm sinning. Mm. Like, like if you are familiar with the Bible, there's a lot of really stupid sins that probably aren't sins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then what is the the usual good question? Uh, What is good to you? Uh, How does one be morally good and do good things? Right. Um, I feel like everyone has this like thing inside of them telling them like hey this is effed up or hey this Mm -hmm. is okay to do um and sometimes like that effed up thing is more beneficial for you and Mm -hmm. I feel like being a good person is not doing that effed up thing (laughs) (laughs) um to um even though it'd be more beneficial for you if it doesn't help the like grand scheme of mm-hmm. quality of life for others, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, like, I can't tell you, uh, I swear I'm a good person after I say this, Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I can't tell you how many times I've been in a store and I'm just like, I could steal this, I'm low on money, and mm-hmm. then I just don't because, like, yeah. I, would, I would never be able to sleep, you know, again, <laughs> ever. Um, so I think everyone just has, like, this inner dialogue or monologue or whatever mm-hmm. that's just like, hey, that's that's kind of fucked up. I wouldn't do that. Um, sure. And then, I, and that's kind of hard. I feel like 
you kind of start having that at, like, a young age. And Mm -hmm. I feel like if you keep neglecting it, it becomes second nature to neglect it. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that's how you get people um, who are trash people, Mm -hmm. you know, like— Again, not going to at anyone because I, I don't know who's going to listen to this. But um, they're just like people in the media and stuff that you're mm-hmm. just like, wow, they're really bad people. Um, and I, I personally think that they probably started that at a really young age. Mm-hmm. Um, just like ignoring the, the good side to help like benefit themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think just to be a good person, all you need to do is be like, is that effed up? Yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, uh, well, normally I ask the God question mark and free will question mark, but you <laughs> I've already pretty covered much, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't my so. first Brody, or it is my first podcast with Santiago, but <laughs> I've listened to many of them. <laughs> <laughs> but just to just to cover it, God question mark? Probably. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Free will question mark? Uh, if If you want it, I think, <laughs> you know, like, I think, I don't know. Um... As far as for Christian or like God following people, I think if you ask for it, I think God has an end game for you. Mm. Um, I think God probably has an end game for everyone. Um, but I don't know. I've never met the guy. Um, <laughs> I think they're, I don't know. I feel like he has the the beginning, middle, and end and everything like that, mm. like, figured out for you. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to make the right choices and mm. have to decide things for yourself. And, you know, I can't um, tell you how many things in my life that I'm just like, wow, this sucks mm. at the moment. And then, like, two years later be like, that had to happen for me yeah, to be yeah. here. Which I'm sure, like, if you don't follow – any religion or certain type of religion, um, you can still find that. And that, like, I don't know if if fate is covered under that, too, because I probably believe in fate, <laughs> which is probably free will um, or, like, not free will. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. But I think, I think free will is there if you want it. I think mm. also if you need some guidance, God's there to have your back. Cool. Yeah. Um. How have, I mean, we mentioned the political sphere, and I tend to bring it up each time. Uh, How have you been affected uh, socially and sort of mentally, if if that's the thing, by the current political climate? And then what can you do or we do to improve it? Um, So me personally... I was raised by fairly re- fairly Republican people. <laughs> you know, like I'm in o- we're in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. so it's not hard to come by a, a red-blooded Republican. Um, but, <laughs> um, so I, it's kind of hard to shake some of those, mm-hmm. you know. But again, kind of going in with the religious thing, I think if you're not hurting anybody, just freaking do it. Um, mm-hmm. like I know what, what's the marijuana bill that's, I don't f- remember the number, grab. but yeah, it me is neither. a number. It's a number. It starts with a seven. I think <laughs> it has a six in it. You should vote yes on it. <laughs> that's how I feel. Um, I think there are just so many, 
so many things politically that shouldn't even be up for grabs, but, like, somehow are. Mm-hmm. Um, like, putting laws against women's bodies, like, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you want to do something, do it. Um, and, like, just genuine, like, health products and stuff and just, like, mm-hmm. oh, as far as, like, women's stuff go, I think it's so stupid that you have to, like, now pay for birth control. Mm-hmm. I think, like, if you don't want to procreate, like, you should still be able to um, Not. go out and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but I think there's so many weird things politically that are happening right now. Um, what a time to be alive, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't know that it's anybody's specific fault. Um, but I think positively mm-hmm. you can log off of Facebook whenever <laughs> you see somebody saying that Trump is actually God. You know, like I think <laughs> you should, um, if, you, if you don't like something that you're reading, Facebook is a platform where you can post your opinion, but if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say it. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's easy not to be a shit person. Yeah. You just don't say something. Yeah. You know, you don't – you – like, if you feel bottled up about it, there are so many like-minded people also on the interwebs, so you can mm-hmm. find somebody who you, you know, click with and be like, yeah, I think you're right about mm-hmm. Trump being God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually read that um, podcast, people, but – <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, this is this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think just not not being a bad person will make it easy to put positive vibes out there as far as political things go, like if you disagree. Unless you're like an advocate against something and you don't, like you really, you're in the political atmosphere mm-hmm. and you're, like, protesting or something like that, Mm -hmm. then I mean, like, go for it if it's something you really believe in. But, like, as far as your, like, if your aunt is a Republican, don't freaking call (laughs) out, don't be like, Susan, you're an asshole for thinking that. (laughs) Just be like, you know, Aunt Susie has different views than I do, and that's okay, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then just in, in general, how do you spread the love outside of just politically? Right. Um, recently, I feel like it's been harder to do that. I feel <laughs> like I've seen, I, I've i been kind of trying to step back from social media, even though it's hard to do as a, as a musician and as somebody who wants to kind of be like an influencer maybe eventually, mm. um, as far as like songwriting and stuff goes. Um, but I think just... Just being kind to others whenever some, like, whenever they're down or, like, if you see somebody struggling with something, you help them. And Mm -hmm. that can be as far as, like, you know, you see somebody who can't lift a bag of sand at the grocery store. (laughs) Sorry, that happened to me the other day. And I was like, hey, do you need some help? Um, And helping them do, do things and just, like, stepping outside of maybe my comfort zone to make other people feel comfortable mm-hmm. and feel okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what makes you happy? My family. <laughs> <laughs> my family makes me really happy. Um, 
in music and, and you know really vibing with somebody <laughs> it makes me really happy which is probably why I really like my family because we can you know just laugh and sit for hours which I'm so blessed to have that because I know so many people don't um my friends make me happy <laughs> my dogs make me sometimes happy I, I figured out recently that I am not the animal person that I thought I was dogs can be annoying y'all they can, you know you have to feed them and water them oh my god no water them like plants <laughs> yeah just like hit, hit them with a water hose and be like you're good for the day um yeah um and then what advice do you have for people outside of just musicians? <laughs> yeah. Don't post the mean comment. Don't don't say the mean thing. Don't call somebody out because you disagree with them. Um, I know that I kind of already covered that, but just like listen listen to the to the good listen to the angel on your shoulder instead <laughs> of the devil. Um, <laughs> like it's really not hard to be a good person, I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. Even even if you struggle with it, I feel like everyone kind of struggles with it and, like, dives into a little bit of narcissism every now and then because you have, you know, your inner dialogue is the only dialogue that you really kind of ever have. And I've read before, like, try letting somebody else be the main character in your story or whatever, like, mm -hmm. of life. And I, I don't think... That that's possible. <laughs> I just don't think it is, um, because I've realized since I've been grown or whatever that you're alone a lot more than you're with somebody like driving places, mm -hmm. grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, and you're the person that's like in your head. Um, so like try and have so many so much advice from Keith Lee or Maddie. <laughs> I go by so many names. Um. But just, like, have a positive monologue in your head and also verbally, you mm -hmm. know, in and out. Just be be a good person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cake or pie? Ooh, why is that such a hard question? That's the hardest <laughs> question you've asked. <laughs> um, man, I can fuck up some pecan pie. So <laughs> pie probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I stole that question from a different podcast. Really? <laughs> and so, uh, and my girlfriend and I have been like, like, sort of <laughs> jokingly bickering about it. Right? So it's like, so what are you? Just, what cake or pie? It's pie. Pie, right? <laughs> pie is great. Cake is like, cake is an occasion, I think. But you can like go for a coffee and a pie whenever year round. Yeah. Except for pumpkin pie. Do you like pumpkin pie? I, like pumpkin I was about to pie. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like <laughs> this is making broad generalizations, but uh, I feel like people who like pumpkin pie like cake more. Oh, my God. You're so right. <laughs> Every person that I'm like, yeah, pumpkin pie is good. Like, I think my dad likes pumpkin pie, and he's a cake person. Yeah. So I don't think pumpkin pie is real pie. Now it's, that It's not that great. No, it's trash. It's, it's a flavor that you... That you breathe? Oh yeah. <laughs> Ugh. And have you ever, like, dissect or dissected a pumpkin, but, like, carved a pumpkin? Mm. That's all disgusting, and you're just going to, like, eat it by choice? What is wrong with you? Anyways. <laughs> uh, Maddie, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it was so much fun. Mm. Um, 
where can we find you and your things? And and what do you have coming up? Yeah. So this is coming up on Thursday, by the way. This one when this is being posted. Oh, I was like, what's coming up on Thursday? I don't <laughs> have anything going on Thursday. Um I have some gigs coming up if you want to go to those. I'll be at Flat Tire Burger July 6th and July 13th, I think. <laughs> um, those are just like cover gigs or in the back of the bar kind of thing. Um, and then, so you can find all my music. It's on Apple Music, Bandcamp, Spotify. Um, if you stream it and you like it, you should buy it. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Um, if you're like down to support local music. Yeah. Music. Um, and social media is at Keithley Music. You can friend me on Facebook if you want to. That one's Madison Keithley Lewelling. Um, I, it, if we have mutual friends, I'll accept. If we don't, I probably <laughs> won't because I'm a paranoid psycho. Um, <laughs> and probably will think that you want all my money, even though how do you even get money from Facebook? <laughs> and I think that's all it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, thank you for doing this with me. No problem. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm Santiago Armones. I'm Maddie Llewellyn. <laughs> <laughs> you can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I have this podcast, which you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on YouTube, and on my website itself. You can comment or leave reviews on all the things. Um, say some nice things if you have nice things to say. I would appreciate Only that. Only say nice things. <laughs> Remember. No, I'm kidding. Um, and then you can download and listen to my demo, uh, Songs with Words. And um, that is zero dollars or however many dollars you want to throw down on that. Um, I always end my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm.